0: people. Mm -hmm. And welcome to another episode of Quintessentially Queer. I am your host George Rollis and today we have with us the lovely (laughs) Nicola Rufino. Hello. Hello. How are you? Good, I'm good. And you? Good, good. Welcome to the studio. Thank you. Okay, so before we get into it with Nicola, uh, I shall speak to you a little bit about this organism that we call queerness, right? What is a queer equilibrium? It's a homonormative myth. What's an equilibrium? It's a balance between two opposing forces. If you have opposing forces, there is bound to be a reaction. As we're all small particles in the equation which is society, each small fraction of activity influences the balance of what it is we know. The electrons are negative. The protons are positive. If positivity is by its nature the better, then subjectivity is key as better and worse don't really exist. Heteronormative men are the electrons of society. They guide the balance and they create the reaction. They run the equation, they control the balance, and they overthrow protons. They are the guiding force. But what happens in a queer equilibrium which is created by force? Which are the forces opposed, and what is the chemical reaction? In order for an equilibrium to be created, someone needs to create an opposition. An equilibrium needs respect of both sides in order to realize each other's force and respect their own individuality and volition. On this note, then, the word queer is thrown around a lot. Sexualities, outfits, parties, behaviors, looks, art, and music. If queerness has its stable attribute and its subversive nature then the negation of its stable representation and definition is inevitable. Within created queerness, though, an equilibrium cannot be sufficed nor claimed. Social hierarchies exist even in the lower tiers of the social pyramid. If you're not wearing a harness, you're not queer. If you're not in too leather, you're not queer. If you're quiet, you're not queer. If you're not performing your flamboyance, if you look normal, masculine, or boring, you're not queer. However... If you perpetuate a toxic representation, then what you are, my friend, is simply homonormative within a specified system of oppression which you have created to cater to your own needs for self-empowerment. In the hierarchy of oppression, everyone needs someone lower than them. In the same way, ask yourself then, what is it that makes me queer? Who is the outcast of this equilibrium we call queerness? And let me tell you. Queer can never really be an equilibrium. Queer is positive in its reproductive nature. Queer would and will never accept to be defined and pinpointed in a performative aspect. In the same respect then, queerness is the electron of the sociosexual equation. Queerness is not a drug, it's not a type of music, it's not an outfit, it's not a look, it's not a guest list, and it's not an Instagram. Queerness is the realization of one's political substantiality. It's the understanding of the power plays between the undercurrents of the social waves we're all swimming in. Queerness is the fight and the struggle to always question one's belonging and always fight for one's rights. Queerness is the opposition to a definition, to a look, and to a fixated superficiality. Queerness is thinking about the other and not how others see you. It's a power which refuses to be summarized in this text, nor in any other. It's a fleeting electron which pulsates an amalgamation of experiences, expressions, and identities in a fluid manner only. Queerness is for everyone besides those that accept no one. Queerness is a fuck you to the rules and a punch in British positions. Even the queer ones. So on that note, you can take my photo, you can grab my ass, and you can talk shit about me. Queerness is a meta-state which understands your pin-headed point of view, yet refuses it even if it can't perform it comfortably. It will never satisfy your expected behaviors and it will never look like you. Queerness is what you will realize when you will find yourself in the lower tiers of the oppression hierarchy. So, for those reasons and so many more... The game is not played as you are the only winner in these pink-washed definitions, and for that reason and that alone, you shall be renamed. Re- sh- mm. And for that reason and that alone, you shall be renamed from queer to Felicia. Because by now, the first song we heard was re- the Revenant main theme. But Ryukichi Can you say their name? Ryuki Sakamoto. Ryuki Sakamoto, yes. And now we're gonna go into Toto Homem by Zeka Veloso. Yes. Usa. So the music, as always, is provided to us by our guest. This time around, being Nicola Rufino. Hello, darling. Welcome.
1: Welcome. <laughs> Hello.
0: <laughs> How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Welcome to the studio. It's so nice to have you here.
1: Yeah. Thanks to ask me here.
0: Of course. Yeah. I usually like. I usually my podcasts are quite premediated, and but then sometimes I meet someone, and I just decided like last minute. I'm like, okay, we have to talk about this. And it's usually things that I know absolutely nothing about. <laughs> so, yo, I'm here to be illuminated um, as as well as get to know you a little bit. Because we don't really know one another that well. But it's funny that we're actually doing it on air now for everyone to see. Yeah. So, how have you been holding up in these times? Let's not really talk about Miss Rona, but um, how are you? How How is this period for you here in Amsterdam?
1: Yeah, um, I mean, uh, Amsterdam is a nice city to live in. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm here uh, since five years, mostly to study. And mm-hmm. at the beginning, I thought to stay here uh, to do academia. Mm-hmm. And then I switched more uh, on creative um, production okay. through my the use of my studies. And through coronavirus, I think I developed a new theory. Mm-hmm. about uh, communication and relation between people and so uh that's a bit of my engine of living mm-hmm. not only what i do for life but also how i interact with people and how i take decision in my mm-hmm. life
0: mm-hmm.
1: and yeah that's all i do mostly biology here in amsterdam mm-hmm. and uh, yeah i am uh, quite amazed by these uh let's say <coughs> idea of um, fully connection between people, but it's not only an emotional level or uh, on a physical level, or let's say on a human scale connection, mm-hmm. but is more an indirect, uh, invisible connection through what is in the micro scale, because mm-hmm. uh, any space in, in the in the world is empty. Mm-hmm. There is always something to look at if you choose the right scale to watch. And so between, a, for example, in this moment, we, between me and you, there is a is, let's say, a tissue of bacteria. Yes. <laughs> 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 uh, <I> <laughs> ex- uh, s- somehow, locally, mm-hmm. are exchanging, but then this exchange became also, let's say, long range and reach you and, Let's say also all the other people around us and then on a longer scale and length, length we arrive all connecting all the world, no? Oh, fuck yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's I'm um, actually like, I was just filming a podcast as well before you came here and I was talking about essentially all my personal relationships with people. So, and my decision right now of going back to Cyprus at least for a bit. So it's kind of like seeing how the micro affects the macro, I guess, one way or another. But Amsterdam has a very nice way of doing that, if you ask me, because um I softly suggested this at uh, the previous one. But essentially, the whole point of this, like, capitalist freedom that they have here is based on this globalization and on essentially bringing this macro in a micro scale in Amsterdam by, um you know, inviting people to come here and do their thing, pretty much, you know, Regardless of how neoliberal this idea is, you know, it is like this power plane between scales. So what do you do exactly? Introduce yourself a little bit to the people. Like, are you a biologist? Like, no, a I'm practitioner?
1: A, or? I, I, I'm, I, I'm a former biomedical engineer with a master in bioinformatics and system biology. mm mm-hmm. And then I work through internship and, and now as guest researcher, a lot. Mm-hmm. like I'm doing volunteering research, let's say. So oh, nice! Paid, um, by my choice, because I'm I'm interested not in researching what exactly is. Uh, the point in most of academia research, no, because mm-hmm. there is always a power play behind the research. Oh yeah. So money arrives from <laughs> someone, and no, and most of the time is nothing. is not something that interests me so much, no. Um, while studying biology, because before I was an engineer, let's mm-hmm. say, so I, I mostly study how to craft things for biological stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I st- start uh, being amazed about. Uh, The variability, no? And that uh, nothing is uh, really the same. Uh, So it's just a human abstraction, just continue labeling things. Yeah. And uh, (laughs) my Italian. (laughs) The the hands speak. (laughs) So, um, uh, yeah. um, So, yeah, practically while studying biology, more I study biology, more I realize that. um, what you say, you know, this capitalism and neoliberalism is going in the ro- wrong direction because, in, in my opinion, uh, we are humans in the sense that we are a biological mass. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we are, um, let's say, a bunch of interaction of cells mm-hmm. that can be um, eca- eca- our eukaryotic cell, but uh, in, in us also live bacteria, no? We have... Yeah. A, these uh, deposited bacteria that uh, we try to wash out every day, mm-hmm. uh, but in theory, this is kind of for me. I started seeing while doing experiment uh, that uh, it these these bacteria that lives on us, you know, for example, are a kind of an a, a, our kind of external organ to mm-hmm. interact with nature, but not mm-hmm. like with. Uh, our sense or what we thought are our five sense, mm-hmm. but like a sixth sense, no? Ooh, okay. So it's like, uh, if, um, for example, in, um, I'm also really interested in uh, psychology b- for my living background because my parents are psychologists. So mm-hmm. I grew up in this Jungian... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Environment of archetypes. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> I grew up uh, fighting archetypes. Uh, no, so being aware of these archetypes. And for me, I always thought why at the end we end up uh, reproducing them, no? Because I accepted that Jung, uh, I like the theory of Jung, I find it really interesting, although some limitation somewhere. Mm -hmm. I'm not so an expert, so I I would not, um, how to say, say something against (laughs) it. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, uh, yeah, for example, I really like this idea of the collective subconscious, no? Mm -hmm. That uh, is uh, unconscious, sorry. Uh, That is um, this Let's say big word of the idea of the Platonic idea mm-hmm. uh, word of yeah the Platonic word of uh, idea world, where each our abstraction somehow is already there uh, potentially mm-hmm. and is is as through our let's say sense that then we materialize in in an image in our brain no
0: yeah one hundred percent I mean I don't know listen to be quite honest. Um, Like, I do cultural analysis, right? So my whole background is academic in itself. But the one field of academia that I really just, like, don't really touch is psychology and psychoanalysis and all that because I personally find it a bit... I don't want to say redundant, but kind of, like, to me, the human psyche is not as easy to deconstruct as um, A to B equals C. It's a very, like... um, Like, I don't know secluded and compartmentalized type of analysis so theoretically i don't agree with it the only way that i see psychoanalysis and psychotherapy no and psychology as like important and i put this in brackets of course because knowledge is important in itself the only way i find it important is it when it comes to psychotherapy so then when it's actually used to cure people let's say because you need some type of methodology at the end of the day to try things and um, work them out But I feel that exactly because it's so um, compartmentalized. It does live outside this uh, global unconscious that you claim as um, valid too. Because that's exactly what I believe. Uh, My whole theory is Heideggerian, uh, where he essentially talks about the division between narrative and discourse. And what he says is um, Dasein. Uh, Basically, he talks about the level of Dasein, which is essentially this kind of like global being so i'm just going through my notes right now to really find exactly where it is um but what he essentially says is that design is this true human zeitgeist of emotion in terms of being that is divided in being in the world which is essentially allowing yourself um to fully unveil the world within you so be a host of experience pretty much then he uses the words um project which is essentially how you interact with other people and having recognition that you do project this type of like level of design to the other people, right? Then uh, is being together, which is pretty much instead of being in and it's like an individual thing. You understand that other people are also being in the world and it's not just you. So when you are being in with these people, you're being together. And then the element that is essentially kind of like manifesting through all this is the element of falling, of design, because we're essentially constantly falling in this new reproduction of design, and we're being pushed to fall in this level of design of like a collective consciousness, you know, Um and, and in general, like at the end of the day, the way I understand what you're talking about is kind of like we have like an external armor of bacteria or whatever, which is also kind of like our own learned behaviors, and it's also so funny like how we met type of thing. Because I mean, I've been seeing you around, we go to the same parties, we're in the same like circles of friends, blah, blah, blah. But then when we actually had a conversation, you're like to me, oh wow, I didn't know you were actually smart. I was like to, yeah, I actually didn't know you're not a homophobe. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> you always see me at a party and to me it's like, I know that I'm smart and I love talking about these things. However, I also love being stupid. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, go, yeah. I go from Kant to Kardashian, you know? Yeah. So I want to look all that, but then kind of like when I actually sit down and talk to people, I talk about this shit, right? And the reason I do this is exactly because I put up this like armor of um, germs, let's say, because mm-hmm. uh, I'm like, yeah, well, people expect this of me. Okay, I'll give you something more then, you know? So in the same respect, kind of like, I mean, listen, I always have a step back with... Um, like straight man, uh, because kind of like, you know, my whole expe- the experience in my life so far proved me otherwise. So to me, I mean, I've seen we've been seeing around parties and you're quite quiet and you're just like, uh, you're a bit of a loner, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So I was like, what the fuck is up mm-hmm. with this, dude? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then exactly, because we were both living organisms that we were next to one another, we needed an element to bring us closer, being, um, you know, Stiliana, essentially, <laughs> yeah. our common denominator and realize that you actually do coexist next to one another. But tell me a little bit more about your research before we go a bit more into production. Like, how were you led to it? First of all, why biology? How did you start on that level? Let's say, were you always interested in it? Were you just good at at school? Or was it somehow that was a little bit more pragmatic on your part?
1: um, Let's say that uh, I've... um, um, Let's say... Superpower, but uh, it's <laughs> called a disease that is called ADHD. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So my level of uh, attention is really Im- impredictable. <laughs> can be really low and I can switch between a lot of uh, thinking really fast, although sometimes it remains really superficial, no? And uh, while I was growing up, uh, I always been attracted uh, by nature, no? Because observing nature somehow give you always uh, um, an insight also on yourself no Mm -hmm. because what you said uh, we have this collective consciousness no and uh, i would call it more uh, i don't know if if it's really conscious what we are Mm -hmm. and so i always wonder a bit uh, how biologically can arise this thinking no Mm -hmm. or uh, this ability and why i'm different from other people no so Probably this drive the idea of exploring the microscale, no? Because in my, I I start seeing how also uh, computers are, uh, uh, let's say, simplest version of a cell, no? Mm -hmm. And now we are trying to make cell as computer. But uh, so there is always this idea of uh, we never embrace complexity, instead biology embraces complexity and can show how complexity. And in this is to say, I'm more com. I feel I'm more complex than other human, mm-hmm. and so probably this is the field in which I feel um, free because I I, mm-hmm. I don't have to to have a straight thinking, mm-hmm. or, and I can switch from an observation. I can switch from thousands of different thinking. You know?
0: Fuck yeah, yeah. That's so, beautiful. Yeah, never thought of it like that actually. Yeah, because yeah, I mean oh shit, yeah, you you fucked my mind now a little bit. No, because I mean, now I've always wanted to do fashion and I did it for a little bit and then I realized that fashion is really not for me and then I ended up doing like English literature and cultural studies exactly for the reason that you just said, that I actually felt my brain being captured, you know, because, okay, I don't have ADHD, I haven't been diagnosed, but I know for a fact that my brain is hypervigilant, like I've been to therapy before, blah, blah, blah. So my brain is all over the place. Um but it's all happening at the exact same time, which can be a bit suffocating, but that's what philosophy is, you know what I mean? You use like a thousand different storytellers to narrate one simple thing as being. Well, as simple as being can be. But um what you're talking about, this kind of like production of micro and macro actually, and how you treated your own thought, reminds me of the production paradigm. Um which was which is like a marxian theory mm-hmm. but i i go in the way that habermas is basically talking about it because what he says is that essentially each production right follows this structure of um, action self-generation and labor action being the understanding and the conscious volition of your own self to produce something let's say then self-generation is the element of your own action where it's strong enough to be substantiated on its own terms in order for it to be self-generated. So let's say um, you, uh, I don't know, growing some flowers, plotting uh, putting some flowers in your garden, let's say. You make the action because you want to do it. However, the action stands there on their own because you see the fucking flowers. You know what I mean? And then once this action is self-generated, it turns into labor for other people to reproduce. So to me kind of like biology does all that on its own or at least kind of like me reading your own proposal and the stuff you sent me because my understanding of biology is like very limited. But it's somehow like each organism manages to essentially like act on their own, then self-generate their own kind of like meanings in order for the organism to like put their labor into actually being, you know? And, and that's pretty much I feel like how we all... Um, interconnect with one another we all produce our own meanings and we all generate them in a way to include other people essentially it's what i always say in between narrative and discourse pretty much but okay before we get into your research in a little bit more detail right and your interplay with music because you're also a dj yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Are you? Do you produce as well, or do yeah, you just Yeah, meet? I also produce. okay. I work.
1: A, I have a label with my brother since 2007, eight. I always forgot. Um, that is called Acunito Records, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I started DJing when I was really young because uh, we have different age, me and my brother. Eight years, we share. How old are you? Tw- 31. you 31? Okay, <laughs> and your brother is 39 then. Yeah. Okay. And when I, when I started playing, I was 12, 10. Mm. And I started playing uh, while he was going away from home, no? So, because he had the records and stuff. So, yeah, while people were playing uh, football or basket, uh, or uh, <laughs> I was <laughs> playing with the I was the weird one playing with the records. So, yeah, <sighs> uh, music is really always been are related to me, uh-huh. but uh, always like a safe place, no? Yeah. Where uh, to escape from all my issues, frustration from academia or uh, normal living. Yeah. Because when you play records, for me, my I, because I have this overthinking mass mm-hmm. uh, that is always working, is a moment in which my brain doesn't think, just thinking sounds, no? Mm. So it's... Uh, it's like listening and projecting already how the sound should change mm-hmm. so uh, this is what for me is mixing no yeah, a mutation no, and uh, is is always this probably is <laughs> again because uh I see I see biology as a state of mutation, no mm-hmm. then is exactly what uh for example also. Taoism says, no more, the book of I Ching, so um, the book of the mutation. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and then so f- for me, then when I uh, now that I'm older, I can see these, all these, uh, no, puffs that mm-hmm. connect everything. Why not 12-note uh, uh, music and electronic music? And mm-hmm. why? Because everything can change uh, in, in uh, how to say, dynamics... E- evolution of state and not uh, by notes, no, that are confined in in, in one precise frequency and so mm-hmm. on. No? So this is also why electronic music. And then I tried now, uh, because of course doing academia I couldn't, uh, now I'm switching on a more creative, let's say, path. Mm-hmm. And so I, I thought how I can also include it inside uh, my practice, let's say. No? And I start thinking that, uh, yeah, uh, I mean, uh, as every ex- abstraction, it arrives from, in my in my uh, idea, it arrives from biology. So also abstraction of music, uh, generators of sounds, mm-hmm. somewhere are there, no? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The biology, let's say, secret uh, knowledge uh, pool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The code, yeah. Yeah, yeah fuck yeah, cool. I mean, that's the thing, huh?
0: Uh, me growing up as well, I was the weird one where I wasn't really outside, like, playing or some shit, and I was inside drawing and uh, cutting up shirts, making them into skirts, like, all that, you know? So this really does resonate with me as well. For me, it was never really about producing music, per se. It was more so about, well, dancing. I mean, I am a performer, so kind of, like, um, it got expressed in that way. But hearing you speak about your... The way you see music, actually, uh, reminds me... um, you we've talked about this before. You started off in sidetrans, right?
1: No, more in uh, the techno art ar- ar- techno scene. Hard, how oh, it was hard to like uh, okay. uh, the the. Sp- Let's say I was amazed by this current of the rave of the 90s. Yeah, okay. It's called Spiral Tribe, one of the crew. Mm-hmm. And was uh, like tribe music, let's say. <laughs> uh, this travelers, uh idea of making music free outside society was uh, uh-huh. a bit also related by my, let's say, antagonist soul against these... Uh, Fixed the representation of our society. That is a state that never change. For example, mm-hmm. you no know, these rules. And uh, so music has been always related to escape. So yeah, I I've I've been in a kind of because in Italy the psytrance scene was uh, really on on the same group of the people making techno art techno scene. Yeah yeah so yeah. So I've been influenced for sure. And yeah, then I I went to more. Let's say deep techno because for maybe also these sounds are kind of interesting, no? Yeah, Scytran sound and yeah, yeah, it's the
0: more dr- it's the more dreamy stuff. Like yeah. uh, it's a bit more um oof, I don't want to say animalistic, but kind of like it's definitely more tribal, it's a little bit more spiritual, it's a little bit more uh, to me, whenever I hear Scytrons, for example, or breakbeat, or I don't even know. I label them all together. Uh, to me, it's like an animal response. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like I instantly just want to move. I can't not move. You know what I mean? Well, with techno, it's a little bit more premeditated in my head. Yeah. If it's especially four by four, it's just like, you know what I mean? So it's a bit mechanic. Yeah. Which I find super fucking boring. Yeah. But you know what I mean? <laughs> well, if it's a little bit more complicated, it's like my body responds to it. It's exactly like like, like these living organisms that you talk about in your research, but Before we get into a bit more detail, let's go into Somewhere in Time by D'Arcangelo. Okay, so that was Somewhere in Time by D'Arcangelo. You see, that's the type of fucking shit that I'm into as well. It's like violent, like, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? It makes you feel stuff, you know? You don't feel like a robot. You know the whole 40s model of production? Yeah, every time I listen to some, like, 4x4, or even, like, Berlin techno, for that matter of fact, no shame at all. I'm just, like, bored. I already know where it's going you know
1: yeah i think uh, yes uh, i started with four on four, four so uh, now it's 20 years i mean <laughs> play the records at least so i, I mean it's for me probably it's mm-hmm. boring also boring also for that uh, overdoing it
0: sure i mean listen we were all excited when we found the shuttle stein you know what i mean we're yeah. like oh my god i found the one dj you know what i'm saying hey but then you get over it yeah you grow up <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean anyway Let's stop shading bitches now. (laughs) Because there ain't no shelter up in this gig, you know what I mean? But let's go into your research a little bit more in depth, right? You said in your introduction, while we are advancing in the fourth technological revolution, which embodies biotechnology as one of the new proposed techno heroes, the microscopic world shouts in a micro-performance of violence, Rage and human emotional frustration. The concept of time in the tantric culture. The present state depends only on the current state of the universe and local surroundings as a state machine with an infinite number of possible states. Tell me a little bit about that. How does that interplay in your understanding with the meaning that's perpetuated beyond biology? Because what I understand from here is that essentially you're using this micro, right, to not dictate per se, but describe how time is experienced, which if, if I understood correctly, what you argue is that it's experienced only through your um, experiences with people and through your like interactions with this micro level. Tell me a little bit more about that. How are you led to this point? No, uh,
1: yeah, uh, here for example, uh, I start. Uh, I don't know. Uh, By let's say it. Uh, so when I was young, probably uh, this idea of fixed uh, the fu- future. No, you take an action, and then people. Uh, people in this case for me was uh, external people were judging me like, ah, your direction would be only that, no? Uh, mm-hmm. So the idea is uh, that I would die uh, as a junkie. And <laughs> instead, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'm here talking about crazy shit. So I don't know. So uh, so th- this is the European concept of time, no? There is a, an origin and a future, but the future is kind of what we are watching, no? Mm-hmm. And, and instead, in... Uh, in Indian, let's say Veda uh, idea of time mm-hmm. and uh, tantric, uh, you you are completely flipped. So you are watching the past going because it's exactly what is happening. No, mm-hmm. if we if we watch the future, we cannot see anything in theory. We can only predict. No, uh, instead the past is already there. Mm-hmm. Some stuff we can see, some stuff uh, we cannot see anymore, but they've been there. No. And somehow this uh, is a, a subs- uh, um, let's say, a sequence of s- state. No? Mm-hmm. Let's say that every, every point in time in the past uh, is can be described by the temperature in all the world uh, plus uh, uh, the compounds, uh, concentration of chemical compounds, uh, your position in a certain level, the quantity of... Uh, Pollution in there. So, I mean, a, 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 and, and this created the instant the future, no? Mm-hmm. So now we are talking and as we are talking, we are uh, admiring the moment of creation of the mm-hmm. future. So it's like kind of influenced by all this stuff that also we are not mm, fully aware or yep. conscious, yep. let's say. We are taking decision that we think are conscious mm-hmm. And, and we are going in a future, but this future is like created in this instant, no? It's just one possible state of the infinite possible state that this moment, this, this passing could have generated, no? Yeah. So this uh, make, make, make introduce dynamics mm. in, uh, in, in, in the concept of time, no? So time is not anymore something that goes straight, but it's something that you continue observe, no? Fuck yes. And uh, I, I mean, I'm not so in quantum, but also in quantum, the concept of time is completely dynamic, no? It mm-hmm. can stretch and enlarge, I think. Um, but going, uh, continuing to this, I, then I start thinking, yeah, but so this this is exactly what is happening in biology, no? So uh, a cell of a bacteria can change its state or uh, can go in a determinate da- the, the phenotypical uh, um I would say, display of the genome inside, so mm-hmm. taking some behavior in response to some I- to input, but depending only o- on the present state. It's mm-hmm. not uh, the state of 10 years. Yes, probably, yeah, because if there was pollution for 10 years in a place, mm-hmm. that place would be polluted. But it's only the state just before, no, that yeah. th- that make the cell take a decision and mutate in a direction or... A behave in another or uh, go looking for food in another direction. Mm -hmm. And so I start thinking how um, this old theory, mostly Eastern, uh, Eastern Asia also, uh, let's say theory, uh, religion, myth, I don't know how to call it, uh, philosophy, uh, they watch as uh, they embrace the dynamics and the complexity. The non-linear behavior, no. Human try to linearize everything, and we we also would like to be linearized, no. So there is this concept of robotization in the work uh, since the first industrial, uh, I think, revolution or second. Mm-hmm. And now that we are facing the fourth technological revolution, I mean, w- w- in which there is the control of biology, I, I, I'm kind of. St- uh, standing out and say yeah, but uh, why we have to make simple t- things that work way better when they are complex, no? Yeah. And instead, why don't uh, start embracing complexity and stop uh, labeling, reducing, and control, no? Because this is our tendency. Mm-hmm. We cannot if we don't understand, we have to reduce, no? Yes. Kind of. And 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 from one side, uh, it's it's. It's nice because uh, it's a democratization of knowledge and so on. Mm-hmm. But from the other side, uh, it make everything. Flat. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Fuck yeah. No. No, I, I could not agree more with you. Like, really, I've gotten. I know my target audience. You know what I mean? When I was uh, organizing a party, when I, I used to organize this party in OT31, basically. And um, I was reading this text as my manifesto. Um, which is actually the introduction that I just gave. Um, but when I was reading it, I said, like, you guys can find me under quintessentially queer on Facebook. And one bitch was like, don't you think that quintessential is a very difficult word? And I'm like, honey, if you think quintessentially is a difficult word, then my blog is definitely not for you, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that. Kind of like I'm all, I'm here for discussion and I'm here about this kind of, like, how can I say this? This regeneration of knowledge, however, to start from an originary place. You know what I mean? It's what you say as well, I guess, it about organogenesis. Yeah, Is yeah, that yeah. yeah, right? And this regenerative medicine that you invoke, you know? How are these particles coexisting? Um, because you give this, like, underlying need, you say, of an instantaneous picture of the environment state to support growth intrinsically, while also relating to every living organism with the whole surrounding, so in this term, this kind of like communication is done um, with a central part having the description of the living organism, I guess, to themselves. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, it's kind, 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 kind of. If I think, uh, if I understood, <laughs> it's like uh, so practically organoids and organogenesis. Uh, uh-huh. So. Um, Thinking about the future, one of uh, the nice, nice, let's say nice attempt of human is uh, to produce new organs to transplant. No, this okay. is the dream, ending dream. So, from your cell, they are trying to make uh, organs, and uh, but the 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 field clearly stated that you mm-hmm. cannot grow a liver without growing all the body. No. So this is exactly is uh, like a bit rendu- uh, redundant and on the concept before uh, that is like underlining how you cannot grow an organism and call it organism if there is no uh, this history, no, mm-hmm. this indirect action of the environment. So practically is how, how we we cre- in this in in this way it it a strict. Uh, connection between your being, mm-hmm. your dying, no, mm-hmm. and the space. Because without space, uh, so we would not be
0: us or, or an organism. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the locality within your own surroundings is essentially that also plays you where you are. Yeah, you know, and but then at a later point, you bring up an emptiness of our own being you know, by being overcrowded or as being crowded and actually realized. Is that correct? Uh, uh,
1: yeah, this point I... Um, so, uh, the the emptiness, I um, I, I, I think I'm, uh, I mean in um, in a way that uh, e- escaping our trying to be natural mm-hmm. and going in a direction of robotization, okay. you know, yeah, yeah yeah. So then uh, not not accepting our nature as an uh, animal because uh, at the end we are let's say conscious uh, animal but uh, yeah. it's, it's a weird point this because how, how much we are conscious. Yeah. So in in the moment we don't accept this uh, then we have a sort of frustration that arises from this uh, missing part, no? This mm-hmm. emptiness created by the 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 um, yeah, no connection between Nothing, no? hmm
0: mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah, this is, um, I, to be honest, like when I read that part, it reminded me of Heidegger and his whole notion of Alicia, because he says that essentially Alicia, which is truth in Greek, is even a privative expression for the Greeks, for the ancient Greeks, because essentially he claims that our hominess, our homeliness, is within the unhomely. Our belonging is within this emptiness type of thing. is in this constant renewal that we have with our surroundings and it's with the constant exposure to new surroundings and to new information intake, let's say, based on the surroundings. Uh, it just goes on this tangent, essentially, about heimlich and unheimlich, pretty much. And to me, that's kind of like, you know what I mean, what the whole point of this podcast is too, you know, uh, is to basically just make myself vulnerable to people and expose them to new forms of knowledge and to new people you know because essentially i could also be doing this just sitting here alone restating information but then essentially by having real life people i'm um, just trying to like invoke different realities and different production paradigms i guess because at the end of the day what this podcast stands for let's say is empathy and this radical let's say rejuvenation of queerness and of information blah blah, blah. but it's different outlet being the guests has a completely different outtake on it. Yours is biology, you know what I'm saying? Like in a couple of days, I'm gonna do about dance and um, what ontology like. So this whole like notion of unhomeliness is, I guess, what you also are trying to say. Well, I, I said in a philosophical sense, you know. And um, by the, I found this quote that I really liked with what you were saying and um, that microbial communities tend to form biofilm as a response to stress, optimizing the overall community survival, which I loved. It was like a natural response, to just basically no fucks given. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, it's like a survival strategy. And that's the thing, kind of like a lot of times, for example, like when men say that, oh, you're being sexist, I'm like, "Ah, ah, ah, uh And I corrected you on this as well, that would be discriminator, right? And I told you, maybe they weren't discriminating you because discrimination is based on the entire system of oppression you were just being hated on, mm-hmm.
1: you know? Mm-hmm. What I mean?
0: mm-hmm. It's very yeah. different, you know? And it's this survival strategy, right? Like the social biofilm that we create, essentially, to optimize our own, like, performance of being essentially and belonging within a community you know but before we get into your more artistic work um let's listen to another song which is higher energy by martina lucy Okay, so that was Higher Energy by Martina Lucy. So, Nico, um, biology is cute, all that. However, what I'm mostly interested in in the closing of our conversation is the um, intersection between the two, right? Uh, We've said so far that you are a music producer and you also mix. However, you also try to incorporate, I guess, installations to one extent or the other. First of all, what the outcomes, may I read them? The outcomes of your research? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so what you're saying is that basically your research, right, will set the basis to define an alternative to the modern technologies of biology. It's an alternative reality in which technology cannot pollute because of its intrinsic wild natural essence. The research aims also to characterize the methodology and tools to design biofilm systems with dedicated function. On the other hand... The study of social behavior within social organisms, such as microbial communities and biofilm, will permit to sketch possible non-linear socioeconomical frameworks. Damn, bitch. Now, on this note, where does art come in? Because the way I see it, it's kind of like... uh, Activism in biology, <laughs> you
1: know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. You know what I mean?
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I mean. where does art come in, you know what I mean?
1: So, uh, um, for me, I, I mean, I've been uh, always amazed by these, uh, um, let's say, artists that are, I mean, I don't know if neither are artists, but I don't know if you <laughs> know. Uh, the, this, uh, I mean, in Italy, we had this uh, current uh, in the 19th century, 20th century, I don't know how to say it. Um, Nineteen hundred, mm-hmm. um, of that was uh, called Arte Programmata, Arte okay. Cinetica, and uh, these people, um, one of them is uh, Bruno Munari, for example, was uh, not only an artist, no, the the artistic uh, practice was uh, more an escape from his dizi- design and architecture work, design mostly, I think. Uh, so for me, uh, that is a bit the idea of art, uh, uh, artist, no, like. In 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 ancient Greek, I study ancient Greek. The word "technē" is describing the the technique,
0: mm-hmm.
1: art, and doing things. No, yeah. So, and, and, and in my opinion, this should be done by the same person because uh, I mean, if you have the knowledge, and uh, you should push it to not only understand what you are studying, your biology, mm-hmm. no, mm-hmm. and and but going through and like get insight maybe on a uh, philosophical level, an ethics level. So wonder, yeah, I, I could answer, but uh, what what is the implication in an ethics uh, idea, no? Mm-hmm. Why I should sell it uh, and not uh, give it for free, for example. Mm-hmm. So I, I, for me, instead, art is uh, like... the Art, this word is really... <laughs> <laughs> let's say creative installation, like uh-huh. give the chance to teach in a direct way, but provoking the... The critical thinking, you know, mm-hmm. because if I arrive to you and I say, yeah, the world is a shit, the capitalism is a <laughs> shit, everything is a shit. You will say, oh, <laughs> I know, you take <laughs> it for you. granted. But you will not make that uh, click in which you think on yourself, yeah. know? and also on the thing. So if, if instead you take your time to observe and this is a why biology, because you need time to observe, mm-hmm. uh, because it has a completely different time scale. The macroscopic things work way slower than us, for example, yeah. No, the physical uh, living being. So in, in this sense, uh, yeah, uh, the art uh, and the music give a direct communication no, to people. I can teach. Let's say I'm not an ego move, but it's more... Uh, uh, I mean to teach something, you know. I yeah. have an a, fu- a fucking vision, let's say. Yeah, yeah. And I decide that, that, that this is my motivation, like life motivation. And so I go for that route because I, I mean, it's my idea. I don't know how to explain it. I,
0: I 100% hear you. Like actually, um, that's my one of my main theories as well. Like Heidegger is talking about um, art as the mechanism of unveiling to the world. Where essentially you, as an artist, or I uh, know I don't like the word artist, you as a creative, let's say, um, have a specific meaning of the world inscribed within you, as experienced and embodied, and then you produce this knowledge through art by making things in order to unveil this like different multiplicity of the world to other people. So let's say I would have never thought of breakbeat, let's say, or of music as being interconnected with biology, yet here we are. Yeah, you know. And that to me is kind of like, um, that's the point of art. You know what I mean? The point of creation is to say something new primarily and something that has some type of like social importance, I guess. I I mean, listen, I'm also quite strict on this shit because I'm a very political person. So to me, they have to be. If it's not, I'm not really interested to enjoy something solely for aesthetic purposes. And I was, I found so interesting, kind of like this, like, suggestion that you made about this research of, um, like, a club night type of thing, you know, uh, with, like, um, what is it?
1: Yeah, so, uh, exactly. from one side, uh, my idea was, uh, um, so, uh, in my work, somehow... <laughs> There is this idea that we are not super conscious anymore, no? Mm-hmm. So uh, we are, yeah, we think, uh, and we make a abstraction in our brain that make us think that we are conscious, but at the end, uh, w- we don't need to know which input we are uh, influenced <laughs> by, So I, d- I don't know how much we can state we are really conscious, no? But yeah. Probably there is a certain level. Uh, and then I started, uh, because uh, the time is, uh, I mean, we have a raging micro performance of the coronavirus mm-hmm. I mean coronavirus <laughs> <laughs> so I mean I, I start thinking how, how how would be a club night for a bacteria no <laughs> and, uh, because I mean I cannot mix anymore in theory if in front of people if I do it is illegal so i I start thinking what can be a new the new club no yeah. because if uh, the Anthropocene is dying the next is the biology so the clubs will be for uh, Bio, for biology no so I I, I st- allow, uh, two weeks ago I did a performance in which I um, a, a try out of a performance in which I developed this method to uh, mm-hmm. isolate new bacteria and see mm-hmm. um, better what is happening so <laughs> I started thinking uh, like uh, how 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 bacteria could dance or generate music no so mm-hmm. in this proposal that I would like to start or I st- I'm starting now uh, um, there is the idea the of uh, revealing uh, not only how which are the process of uh, generating signal mm-hmm. that probably will not be linear oscillation mm-hmm. uh, and but also which can be the are for it because like music is sound pressure no yeah so for it for sure is affecting also other organism also a biofilm no. So I would dance a biofilm, no? Mm -hmm. And uh, are there out uh, bacteria that can interact with music, no? Mm -hmm. Some some strain, we say in biology, of bacteria maybe are not sensitive to uh, certain stresses like light, but Mm -hmm. then you have photosynthetic bacteria that act as plant, no? So maybe there is a, a bacteria that has the, the techno slot in the school can, can dance, you know, or react to yeah. music. So my, uh, I start thinking uh, how I can discover that, take it out and make it true. Fuck yeah. So it's easy.
0: so funny. Like, I met you at this point as well because, like, my, the whole point of my thesis is going to be, like, the party of metaphysics, basically, <laughs> you know? So I'm talking about, like, you know, all these, like, philosophical theories partying uh, because I'm also quite interested in, like, Uh, Non-linear knowledge productions, pretty much. And what you said about kind of like which came first type of thing. It's like, it's the chicken or the egg? So for me, let's say one of my main inspirations is The Cook, The Thief, His Wife and Her Lover. It's this uh, film by Peter Greenaway who really inspired my events and my projects. But the event happened first. And then I realized after watching the film again that it has all these similarities. However, I did watch the film before. So it's kind of like, what affected what? Is it the micro to the macro, or is it the other way around? I'm mean, just kind of like nitpicking theories and trying to find them in between, you know. And um, it's it's really nice this investigation of aesthetics within a microbial language, essentially, because it it's like it proposes, as you say, a semi-conscious living organism that can communicate communicate with a human audience, and this way interact and respond to it. You know, it's it it, it, it like It actually reverses then this anthropocentric dogma, you know, which I am so for as well, you know. Even though um, this consciousness of biofilm is essentially to protect, I guess, to an extent this, like, human element, you know. uh, But then biofilm should be applied on the places that do need protection, which is usually the micro, you know. Judith Butler is essentially talking about the level of precariousness within our lives and how... In neoliberalism, actually, the power of nonviolence, right, is applied in a super violent way. So because we're living in a precarious state, um, we're using this precarity to dictate our own moves. So neoliberalism tells you, you know what, you should love what you do regardless of how much you hate your job, because if you don't love it, the Muslim will come and take your job. So then what? Do you want to stay with no job? It's not like it's actually being violent, but it's threatening you with violence while being non violent. It's essentially a passive aggressive bitch, pretty much, that takes away the biofilm and just lets all the germs just fuck you up on their own, pretty much, you know? And it's super nice to hear other people as well, like yourself, having these like um, inspirations, let's say, of a bit more academic activism, if you may. (laughs) or a bit more socially aware (laughs) let's say uh, you know artistic production you know and also okay we need to talk about the ending though since we're slowly getting to the end where it's that section that you call dancing a rhythm and you state therefore the performance is from bacteria (laughs) for bacteria (laughs) I was like fuck yes you know Um, would it be safe to say then That the specificity of your project, because it is quite specific, arises from your own social commentary of what the techno scene or rave scene would imply or encapsulate or maybe like society in general. Evidently, you are quite conscious of it. but, But we both come from countries, you Italy and me from Cyprus, where rave is taken with a highly political backdrop. As the background of it, you know what I mean? Let's discuss about this, you know what I mean? Do you have maybe any specific parties or moments that you distinguish or you would like to share or any difficulties unopposed, let's say, to Italy? What I'm essentially trying to ask is what is the interplay of this academic specificity that you're invoking and the musical backdrop that you apply yourself in? Or artistic backdrop, you know, because um, music is how I know you, let's say. So let's go with that.
1: Yeah, uh, let's say I I, I, I don't know. I, for me, the 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 clubbing experience, uh, let's say clubbing experience in mm-hmm. Amsterdam has been uh, a bit regenerative because mm-hmm. in my own country uh, music is like um, I mean party is not a ca- is not a part of the culture, no. Yeah. So there is a, an illegal rave scene uh, that an, uh, born from this tax. Yeah, and uh, mm, this is uh, fundamentally politically related, or yeah. at least not born like that. And yep. um, then uh, um, instead, techno are uh, more uh, this. Uh, commercial thing mm-hmm. let's say there is not a real awareness here instead uh, is a kind of difference because in theory there is a culture mm-hmm. but then you discover that this culture is quite uh, superficial somehow sometimes yeah. it's more uh, mostly re- related to um, I don't know uh, being there yeah <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yep yeah so uh, I don't know from an artistic uh, um, point of view, this idea of bacteria from bat- making a bacteria <laughs> from bacteria is like a bit of a, of a statement. Uh, like, I mean, uh, from one side is is uh, the comparison, no, between mm-hmm. uh, what people, what are the end people are inside a club, no, mm-hmm. and. Uh, this uh, not caution caution that became a, a big mass no mm-hmm. is, is the, the organism of the club is the the crowd itself no yeah. it lose a bit is on individual consciousness no yeah and 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 this is a bit what uh, this idea of making this party for bacteria to bacteria is that uh, then at the end uh, you you don't see the singular element no yeah, but you see just this agglomerate moving and reacting mm-hmm. you know and um so so yeah i think uh yeah i think there is this uh, comparison
0: uh, it's nuanced for sure and i could not agree more with you to be honest like as well i can say if you go within this whole like, culture it's not as glamorized or as normalized as it is in amsterdam because i mean like sorry if I had a drug dealer showing up at my house with a list of like literally an infinite possibilities of drugs one hour right after I call them and i not have to wait, let's say like 15 or 16 hours that some of my friends do. Uh, and then I go on my like perfectly designed bike lanes to this perfectly designed club to make me feel hardcore. Well then, yeah, thank you, bitch. I can feel hardcore as well, you know. Yeah. But no shade, you know, I ain't hating, I'm just stating. But what I'm trying to say is that at least having a political backdrop and a political realization in the way you, are, you express yourself, whether that is artistic, whether that is through partying or academically, right? What you realize is that you're essentially celebrating the shadows and celebrating these like undercurrents that I claim as well in the introduction as a valid part of the human experience. And as essentially this like micro that protects the communities that do need protection, you know? But before we close off, do you have any future goals or plans that you would like to share with the world or any wishes, let's say?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I wish we could dance again. <laughs>
0: Beyond biology. <laughs>
1: yeah. Just less being, less conscious. No, I, I mean, uh, uh, I, any future plan. I, I mean, I would like to to continue this uh, work and making it a bit more always a bit more professional mm-hmm. make maybe start writing writing something um mm-hmm. in a more uh, let's say philosophical way fuck yeah from my yeah knowledge of experiment that i have mm-hmm. uh, now collected yeah
0: super cool okay nicola thank you so much for coming to consistently queer Would you like to share with the people where they can find you? Either your SoundCloud, Instagram, or any of your platforms?
1: My, let's say, art name is uh, Oxar Zero. Mm -hmm. And uh, you can find me on SoundCloud, um, Instagram. And yeah, that's it. Um, I'm not uh, so much in social media, so yeah.
0: Okay, cool. Well, thank you so much for coming. It was a pleasure talking to you. And uh, once again, I'm your host, George Rallis. And this was yet another episode of Quintessentially Queer. Thank you for joining us, Nicola.
1: Thank you for asking me.
0: Of course, darling. And you can follow Slim Radio on every single platform. You can follow Quintessentially Queer on Facebook under Quintessentially Queer. And you can follow me personally on Instagram under Gravity Grave underscore... No, uh, Gravity underscore Grave. <laughs> Lol. So, now closing off, let's go to You'll Simply Never Understand... The true nature of sacrifice, Palessandro Andriani. Yes.